This episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by the Finish Line Script Competition. The Finish Line Script Competition is the only script competition run by ex-literary managers. All entrants can opt to receive six plus pages of actionable development notes or submit their script as is. The competition has entered the latecomer stage and the deadline is June 29th in which you can receive notes and then rewrite your script and resubmit it for free. No other script competition provides this extra bit of sauce to bring your script to the next level. Over 40 industry mentors will read the winning script and the competition staff itself works with many semifinalists to make headways into the industry. Don't delay in submitting your script. The late deadline is June 29th. Head over to finishlinescriptcomp.com. One last thing. We're on our way to our 400th episode, and while we will continue to drop knowledge on the screenwriting game week after week, we would love your support, which you can provide via our Patreon page. Find the link at screenwritersrr.com. And we want to thank everyone who is a current monthly supporter. Your generosity has been a boon during the pandemic. And now, on with the show. I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it Wakanda forever. Yeah, on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Little disclaimer, Lisa Bolacaja and Chris Derrick are out today, but um, I, was, uh, I wasn't going to do an episode today. And I woke up on my way to the gym and I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to put out a tweet and see who wants to come on and meet some new writers today. So my man, Amir Mo, is that how you yes. say Amir Mo uh, hit me up. So here we are going to do a podcast together. Here What's up, are. man? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking a risk. You know, not that much of a risk. I mean, some little... people are like, oh, I don't know who's that about, you know, whatever the fuck it is. I'm like, pepper spray with me. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> He came in with a Uzi and shit, <laughs> trying to shoot brothers and stuff. <laughs> nah, but seriously, welcome to the show, Amir. Thank you. So Thank let's you. let's tell everybody a little bit about, about you, like where you're from, how you got into the game. Sure. Okay, uh, that's enough. Um, <laughs> I'm silly. I'm that's, that's about as interesting as it was going to be. Um, yeah, man, I grew up in Vancouver, Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't recommend it. You don't. Re- <laughs> <laughs> I got out as soon. I, I got out as soon as I could uh, for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I went to San Diego. Had some family in San Diego, and mm-hmm. then went to school out there. And I, I got a job at a, at a market research company okay. uh, where we were contracted by the studios to show new movie trailers coming. Oh. Out. 
So, so did you have to make the trailers yourself? Or no, you? no, no, no. Okay. We, we were literally, it was it was just showing the trailers and getting opinions from okay. people that were go- going to inside the theater to okay. watch movies. Mm-hmm. So it was at that time I, I thought, like, I think I could do better than this. <laughs> I, I could I do start, that. I, I, think I, could, I think I could do at least funnier than this. <laughs> so that's when I started writing uh, screenplays and everything. And um, yeah, moved out to L.A. probably like 11, 12 years ago. Okay. Got on the NBC page program, mm-hmm. did that thing for... Well, let's know. tell everybody about that a little bit. Because sure. I know I've mentioned it like several Have times you? for... Just for like, you know, people trying to come up and like, here's sure. an opportunity you can... Yeah. You know, because everybody always says being assistant or a PA, you know, on your yeah. way up. So unless we haven't had anybody who's been in the program before. Okay, so, so I've, I've been in. Tell I, everybody I, how you got into the program and how it works. Um, so they say it is it, it's harder to get into than Harvard... Um, really? Which, you know, I, I didn't check the numbers, but that's what, they, that's what they sell you on. He didn't tell y'all. He went to Harvard, though. He you didn't know, tell y'all. The so. funny thing was, literally, in about three days, mm-hmm. I was going to uh, commit to law school. Hmm. Because the master's in business wasn't good enough for right. my parents, so. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing was like even on on day on the day I actually brought it up in therapy mm-hmm. like a year ago, I was like my mom literally on the day I was graduating with a master's in business was like so when's law school? So business wasn't good enough either. No. Wow. Uh, she wanted you to be an engineer or a lawyer or a doctor or something. Exactly. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, so Ollie, come over. Here. <laughs> I got food in there. So. My That's dog's here, so I, I apologize with that. Let her, let um, let <laughs> so literally in three days, I was going to commit to law school, mm-hmm. and uh, NBC called me and was like, we want you in our page program. Hmm. I don't know how I got in. Uh, I was supposed to do an internship okay. at Sci-Fi, mm-hmm. and uh, I ended up not doing it just because the process ended up taking so long, and I was already out of school. It was just full of complications. So I don't know if, like, what, the, year, what year are we in? What, what year? How far back? I have no idea what year it was. It's it's got to be it's got to be a while. So you've been here 10, 12 years. You said right. Yeah. So yeah. a few years after that, or yeah, probably a few years after. Okay. that. I want to say like I want to say like oh seven maybe. Right. Yeah. Oh, they're not that bad. The time. O's, those. Yeah. When you get in the <laughs> no, O's. you know, you know, oh seven when we had our strike and shit. Yeah. It was just like Be- between oh uh, seven and oh nine, I believe it was okay. somewhere in there. Right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, so I was like, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of what I'm interested in. So I was like, yeah, no, no law school for me. Mm-hmm. I, I ended up getting in the program and, uh, what, like, what are the expectations in there? What are they, are they trying to groom you to be an executive and like, what's, what's their, I think it was more, I don't think it was as, as stringent as that. I think it was just like, Hey, here, here's a, here's an introduction in, in the entertainment industry, okay. uh, you know, see what you like, see what you don't like. For me, I was already interested in writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we were kind of like Kenneth for a while. We were doing those tours right. that you saw on 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a little bit of that. We worked on The Tonight Show uh, with Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. I remember the first day we did that and, and the manager was like, it, it was me and I think a, a, a class of, I think, six or seven. Okay, that's good. It's intimate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the first... Uh, the first Tonight Show that I was a part of was with the writer from uh, 
eight, what was it, 82 hours? I, I know I got the, num- the number mm. wrong. It was okay. the James Franco movie where he oh. cut his hand off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're getting squeamish. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I'm <"Yeah."> not squeamish. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so <clears throat> that was the first show. And the, the like, I think the manager supervisor was like, hey, so that, that was really cool. You guys were part of the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Mm. And I was like, I was like, yeah. And I heard the, uh, the writer had a really hands-off approach to the film. Hmm. And everyone was just shaking their head. You know, he cut, his, cut his hand off. In the, in, in, yeah, that's the story. He cut that's his hand funny. off. Uh, people were just shaking their heads like, oh, God, how did you get into this These thing? damn comedy writers always got their little yeah. zingers. Um, so, yeah, I did that. I was in digital distribution. was in primetime programming. Sure. Uh, that was interesting. It wasn't. It wasn't culturally the best time in NBC history. I know that they were really struggling. <laughs> And it was it was being. He's saying that as a person of color, by the way. In case y'all didn't know, Amir <laughs> yeah. Mo, duh. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was rough. Yeah. It was a rough time, uh, and uh, so there's a lot of uh, just uh, shots fired. There was some mm-hmm. abuse happening. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't just me, uh, yeah. but there was some some really bad stuff going on, right. and it was just part of the culture at the time. And you know the the ratings weren't good, and people were really feeling the heat. Mm-hmm. And, they offered me a job to come back at prime time. I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'll just suffer. Yeah, Don't worry no, I'm, I'm good, man. Don't. Your dad, I yeah. need, I need rent again this month. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I ended up, ended up. Uh, I, I left the program. I think that it's like about twelve months. The program okay. is. I ended up getting on the guys with kids. I don't even remember guys. With kids. Sounds familiar. It was, uh, it was Jimmy Fallon. I think created it or co-created it. Okay. Little half hour show, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and it was about guys with kids. <laughs> um, so I was like, "Yeah, let's let's do this thing." So I was on that pilot for like a couple of weeks, okay. and uh, yeah, man, it just wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't really my, you know, really my cup of tea. So mm-hmm. I ended up uh, ended up leaving, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go shoot this pilot that I wrote." Um, and I remember the rap party. They're like, "What's?" What's your pilot about? I was like, I know. Just I shouldn't I shouldn't I shouldn't say it. This is not work. They're like, no, what's it about? We want to know. And I was like, so it's about me thinking I have AIDS. <laughs> and they're like, that doesn't sound very funny. I was like, I got this, I got this. So <laughs> So yeah, I left and, and I and I did that that pilot. And mm. I was like, Yeah, let's give this a shot if if it's if if you know People so it's good. So you went ahead and shot the whole pilot instead of just doing a proof of concept of it or something. Right, I did. Okay. I shot like a, it was about a thirty minute. I okay. mean, there's a thirty minute version and like a twenty three or twenty four minute version okay. with with someone that I used to uh, work with at NBC actually. Okay. So we kind of we kind of did it together. So yeah, I did that. I'm sure you, so I'm sure you learned a lot yeah. from producing that. Yeah, and also uh, get your paperwork right. <laughs> there was that. That's, yes. that's the first thing I think everyone learns, uh-huh. right? Get your paperwork right. Yep. Uh, so now I was like, well, I can't even sell it now, yeah, but yeah. I can show it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there. I know exactly. Well, I, yeah, I wrote this really, uh, <laughs> this really great script for episode two, mm-hmm. um, and we pulled the plug and I kind of I repurposed it, and I ended up later on getting like early bar interest with it. Mm. Uh, and I got like the Lucas brothers attached to it as oh, APs, okay. and mm-hmm. then they ended up leaving because one of their projects <laughs> got greenlit right. and it kind of all fell fell apart again. So, right. so, uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of how I did the NBC thing. And let me um, let me ask you about your 
point of view yeah and and the themes that you talk to in your writing yeah. like me <clears throat> you know most people know me you know i'm i'm kind of a fixer so people call me hill we got the script we need some stars in it and the the characters just aren't there okay. you know what i mean so i come in in about a week or two and just yeah and then boom they're like oh there it is okay got okay. it now you know what i mean yeah and so like that's my bread and butter is fixing things or you know coming in to do whatever they need and sure. you know producing projects because they lost a producer so i'll come in and go okay i see where the problem is this is the budget okay. we need to do this <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean and so um but one of the reasons why people work with me a lot is number one i'm really fast right number two is i my themes that i write to are underdog stories Okay. So those people who know me know that I grew up, you know, in one of the worst neighborhoods in the Bay Area. Okay. <clears throat> you know, I'm one of the the young ex, you know, Afro punks from the '80s. So know a lot about that whole, you know, outsider, outclass, out, outcast type of characters. You know what yeah. I mean? So they're always bringing me in to do things that is something that deals with an underdog and like the murder, death, kill world. You know? Yeah. And like in the last five years now. <clears throat> because I've written like Black Wall Street and like Emmett Till and like sure. so now things are like starting to like oh he can fix some biopics for us right. you know what I mean yeah. so that's been happening a lot cool. you know like I'm being brought like all these TV shows I'm doing are all historical you know big projects if they get bought you yeah. know what I mean so I'm just curious of what your point of view was you know yeah I mean my my point of view because of you know the trauma I went through in my childhood mm -hmm. I love I think the only <clears throat> the only thing that does interest me is the stuff that nobody wants to touch hmm. um, so you have a dark humor yeah there's a dark humor uh there's certainly it's certainly provocative mm -hmm. i mean on the on the same script i'll get people being like like you know the lucas brothers or, or comedy central being like we don't have any notes for this script and then you'll have on the flip side, like Trevor Noah's manager being <laughs> right. like, yeah, no, this misses the entire mark, <laughs> you know, without, without saying it, I right. think, I think, right. uh, the indication was like, this is xenophobic or something like that. Right, right, right. Um, so, so yeah, I like, I like ruffling some feathers. I like, I like pulling people out of their comfort mm -hmm. zone. So it's just more interesting to me to deal with like topics that like nobody wants to touch. Why haven't you, or you, maybe you have, have you considered doing stand up at all? I think everyone assumes I do stand up, but I've never done it, hmm. and I've always written. It's 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 strange. I've always written stand up hmm. in the form of how it would be done on stage. But then I ended up taking it and mm -hmm. putting it in the context of a script okay. form. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, um, hmm. I don't know why. I mean, it's a little. I mean, it's a little scary. Right. Yeah, I think it's a little scary. The hustle is also really scary of it's stand up for sure. Uh, that's that's a certain lifestyle right. for sure. Right. Um, but I was just curious, just based on your point of view. Yeah, seems like in in well, maybe not today in this PC. You know, everybody's so woke. Yeah, you know, type of world things are. It, you know, five years ago, you could pretty much do and say what you want to do. Right. And yeah. the last five years is like you can't even. Sure. You know, like that AIDS thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would would be like really offensive to a lot of people. Sure. You know what I mean? But but with the right point of view and the team together, yeah. there might be some room for it if 
if something was done, you know, where right. where I, it pleased this crowd sure. and pleased that crowd, yet there's a middle ground, so you still got your voice. Through, you know what I mean? Sure. I mean, it's it's all unacceptable right. until, like, you're hot, and they're like, oh, wait, the, there's a base for this? Like, right. people are interested in this? Right. Anthony Jesselneck or, you know, mm -hmm. some of those comedians. Mm -hmm. uh, Patrice O'Neill one of my favorites uh so yeah i i, I get it. It, it it maybe if i had done it a little bit differently i would have started with stand-up maybe mm. um, because i do think it would be more acceptable to right. to do it in that form i think it's also about <clears throat> um like when you have meetings as somebody who has a lot of meetings yeah it's really really important to nail down in short concise ways yeah of explaining who you are and the type of writer you are you know what i mean so that they feel like they get you and they feel like they get where you're going and they get what you would probably do on the page sure you know what i mean sure. <clears throat> and that's going to be your next hurdle yeah that yeah that, that you're going to have to overcome totally the more you're out there the more you and i'm not trying to tell you what to do no, i'm just for sure. you know just in my experience i'm like here's some things you can do that might help um is once you nail that people are like oh i get I get what Amir's doing here. Maybe if we just did this, it'll work for our network. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a little to the left there instead yeah, yeah. of to the, sure. to the right. But you got to find that person. But I think that the more you learn how to sell the thing that you have, yeah. the more people will be able to get on board with how odd or weird or, <clears throat> you know, how far to the, you know, you yeah. go. No, you know absolutely. I mean, I mean it, it, is, it, is, it is difficult because I don't, I don't fit in any of the, the like the boxes. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, what's, What's a Persian? I'm, I'm right. Persian Iranian, and they're like, "What's what's a Persian? Persians haven't been relevant since Zack <laughs> Snyder made a Mutants in 300. Like, what's going on? <laughs> You're not supposed to look like the way you are. You're wait, 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 wait. What, what about the Shahs of, of yeah, Beverly Hills? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of those cast members attacked me once, but ended up in the ER. That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, no, for sure, it is. It is what uh, did you say? You see, I went to you because you look like you got a smart mouth. See. <laughs> what happened? I, think I do. You're right. I think I do have a smart mouth. Um, I didn't say anything. I don't think. I think. I think uh, it was. By the way, it was, it was actually a, one of the female uh, cast members. <laughs> they put you in the ER. Man, you know I gotta laugh. I got That's, a from that. That's a funny shit. That's a funny shit. That's a funny shit. Um, actually, I had a bunch of lawyers the next day call me, and be like, "Yeah, like let's 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 sue." And I was like, I, "I'm out. No, I, I'm, I'm not interested." It's not that deep. Yeah, yeah, that's um, funny. well. So that's my index finger. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, for sure, it, it's it's a challenge to 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 really communicate what what I do and where I come from and yeah. what it is and and all that stuff. When I don't really, it's still like on all these boxes. It's like, are you white? You know. Mm -hmm. African American. Mm -hmm. There's all these boxes that I don't fit in any of them. But there is. They consider me technically, I guess, white. Mm -hmm. I don't get any credit for that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did, or else I'd be right. checking off that box. Right. But I don't. So, so yeah, it's it's. Well, it's, we have we have a lot of um, committees at the Writers Guild. Um, we have the Black Committee, the Native American Committee, the Indigenous Native American Indigenous. Sure. We have the the disabi disability. We have the one for the old group over yeah. fifty. We have um, the the. They just started a new one that I think you might fit into. Oh, there's like, and there's there's a new one that's like for Muslims. There's a new one okay. for. I mean, it's like any group that you are in, right. you fit in, and everybody has done this thing where um, we all have our own little what we call like a, like we have the black book, 
right? Yeah. So the black book is <clears throat> um, a a Google Doc that goes out to the whole industry, and in it is like uh, a spreadsheet, if you will, like of all like the writers who are who identify as black, yeah, or Latino, whatever. They everybody right. has their own, and it has like here's their name, the level of writer they sure. are, the last show that they were on before, you know, like all those different things, a little bit on their bio, yeah. Um, um, the type of things that they write, they could say a little something about themselves to show why they're, you know, this type of person, whatever. So those are little things that we do. So I'm saying that to say, oh, and um, the attributions thing that we have for, um, uh, if you go on your uh, my writers uh, my writers guild um, page where you write in your whole profile thing. Yeah. On there, you could say exactly what type of race you are and the things okay. that you whatever. So it didn't have all that before, right? So in the last three or four years, like things have opened up, and we've we've made that attribute. Attri I can never say the word attribution <laughs> thing bigger. It used to be black, white, yeah. blah blah. Other no, right. fuck other. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. We are this and we are that. Right. You know what I mean? So it's 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 moving that way. It is. Um, I feel like I've I've filled out a few of those Google spreadsheets. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. So just be. Don't think of yourself as being so far out there. And here's why I say this. So my career turned around when I'll never forget. I was at a meeting. I want to say I was at ABC or somewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't know, six seven years ago, and. Before I would just talk about, you know, a little bit about my background, you know, the fact that I used to be an actor and a dancer and all these other things, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I've done this and this and this. And it was like, yeah, yeah, we kind of remember him. but uh. And I never forget the guy. Somehow we got into this subject of punk rock and I went in and he was like, nice. holy shit, like, you know, all this. I was like, dude. I still am in that. <laughs> you know, right. I don't know if you can see. There's a photo of me on the cover of the L.A. Times and one of my vintage scooters from the '60s, that's and my whole '60s outfit and the whole you know the mod rude boy thing. And I was like, I, that's still me. I don't know if you saw outside my Starskin Hutch car. That's my car. No, I didn't see you it. Know, I dr you walked right oh. by it. That's oh, <laughs> fine. I gotta get it. And in. so. Um, um, I'm like an old soul, yeah. you know, and I started leaning into that. And of course I ended up selling this project That's and, amazing. and I was like, Oh, all what? So now I preach and you probably heard this many times, lean into the thing you don't, you think people don't want to know about you. Yeah. That is what I found out. I didn't yeah. want to people to know. I'm not going to say I'm gay. I'm not going to say sure. now I'm like, I'm gay dude who blah, 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 yeah. this and this underdog, but I just throw it away. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I grab their attention with it. And sure enough something will spark, you know? I think so. Because they also see my sincerity. They see my honesty, and they see that I'm not afraid to talk about it. Right. You know? And I'm really good at, like, for example, uh, like my odds, my, my reps are always like, God, your odds when we send you on a pitch meeting, you always come back with a job, like almost all the time. And it's because, it's me, I have a producing partner too, we work together sometimes with a lot of stuff, and it's our point of view. You know what I mean? And how we sell stuff. Like they'll yeah. go, oh, we have this project that we're thinking about doing and blah, blah, blah. And we'll listen and be like, oh, that reminds me of when I was a kid. We had this, you know. So I'll go, so remember I told you about that little thing in my life? Well, you were talking about that project. Well, check this out. When I was like 12, we did this thing like this. Yeah. And I'll go do this whole beautiful story and go, what if that character did something like that? That's and they'd be like, ooh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I get my jobs a lot. 
is and sometimes I'll say something that fucking like I was on the street corner and my homeboys got shot. Like I'll say the real shit and I'll be in tears. You know, in okay. the middle of shit, I'm not afraid to be open about my thing. And it's yeah. real. It's it's when it all recycled and changed my life is that's when it happened. Yeah, you know I, mean? I, th- I think I think you know, uh, you know, I think people can can be you know judgmental mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But I think you know you got to stand out. You you got to be what you are because you don't. I don't think you you want to be a part of something that you can't really be. And I right. and I and I've been part of those things. And right. I'm like I'm not interested. Right. Like it's not about. It's never been about a check for me. So so it's like yeah. I think be be what you are for right. sure. Right. Yeah. So I'm just always curious about that with 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 people and <clears throat> like you know you've heard the adage that you know um, you know people always say write what you know and all other yeah. bullshit. What I've always found is you have to take even even a step further than that because if people write what they know, it's not going to be great. Right. And and you can't. I can't tell you how many times I've read somebody's script or heard them pitch a story to me, and it was just on the surface a premise. Yeah. And I was like, but you told me about that other thing about your life. Yeah. Why didn't you write about that? I'm sure you've done it yourself yeah. to friends you've heard. For sure. <clears throat> and. It's like, oh, well, I didn't think people would care about that. Yeah. It's like, that's the thing I leaned into the most. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened to me is when I realized that they were leaning in on all this black 80s, Afropunk, you know, skinhead, whatever. They're like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it just was like this whole thing. They're like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah. And so now I lean in on that, you know, now I'm writing a, uh, um, a big pilot for a big um, show for um, Reggie Hudlin about reggae music you know, centered around that whole world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Amazing. They came up about because of my background. Yeah, we haven't seen anything like yeah. that portrayed on screen. So it's right. amazing, you know, that you can communicate that. Right. Right. But there, I think there is a danger to that now because I did do a feature film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Sex Addict. Okay. So now, so now I'm assigned to that. Oh, that, well, that's a biography, right? And I'm like, no, man, just like <laughs> chill, man. <laughs> a little bit you know it's but it, you're starring in it that's the I am problem starring in it yeah yeah that, that's why yeah because people think no no but just hear me out you gotta you gotta you gotta learn yeah. as you go through yeah. that everything you do is a result of you sure so so if you played a bad guy in a movie right yeah and people see you down the street they go oh that's the bad guy yeah right and you're like i played a character Right? right. So you got it. That's why you see a lot of TV shows today. This happened in the last, I think, 15 years now where like you have whether it's Tim, um, Tim or Jerry Seinfeld and all those guys, they realize that if they started calling themselves something else, they'd be on the street and people be calling them their character name. Sure. So that's why they want to be car- be called. Got it. Yeah. You know, their last name might not be Seinfeld. Right. But for example, in the in the in the character, but it, now it's called whatever. Blah blah blah. And so that's why they started doing that because people only see the character you played. So yeah. no, you have sure. to, you almost have to be careful too. So yeah. as as you think about how you want your career to go. Yeah. And I say this to many people. I'm not just talking about you. So please know that. Yeah. Um, be thinking about. If I go out with this, people are going to see me like this for the next two years. Yeah, no, you're right, man. They're coming after Chauncey Billups right now. I don't know exactly. Another you know, another example. Yeah. So, no, and it's interesting with with that thing is I got a lot of celebrities reaching out during that <laughs> time, and you know I was able to get Horatio Sands mm-hmm. and like Brian Callen and Ken Davidian. Yeah. I was able to get some some cool people in the film, but yeah, there was a lot of people reaching out, like trying to 
put their like issues on me and i'm like no nah, <laughs> it ain't that serious it's just a comedy i'm improving the old film and, oh that's fun yeah yeah so no, I, I, I definitely get it yeah but i'm just saying that so just just know that um it's kind of like you know writers always ask like what's the thing i should be writing i'm yeah. like what's the thing that moves you yeah you know so it's the same theory if you will right <clears throat> it might have sound like a great idea at the time you know to, to do that <laughs> But be thinking now as you go forward, as you yeah. continue. One of the things I appreciate about you is you make product. You know, yeah. that's a good thing. Be making product. Be showing Hollywood sure. I'm a producer now. Yeah. So when you are blessed to get your own TV show, you're ready. You know how to do it. Yeah. You've been already producing shit. You know For how sure. to, you know, you know how to hire the directors and the staff and the crews and blah, 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 blah. So you've already proven to them that you are an asset. Definitely. You know what I mean? You yeah. come, you come with that. So, um, um, I think I think I think it's a good thing. You know, I produced over twenty eight projects. It's you know amazing. what I mean, and and it's because of that same theory. Yeah, you know, is you got You can't just sit back and wait for Hollywood. You got to go out and make things yourself. Exactly. I, I can't I can't understand <laughs> anyone who, who who you know writes or acts for that matter mm -hmm. and and just lays back and and waits on the opportunity. It's right. it's the whole thing is is an absolute lottery, right? So. Right. You got to put yourself in the best position, and you you don't want to wait forever, you know, on that stuff. I initially, when I first you know started writing, I had maybe four or five option agreements mm. on scripts that didn't go anywhere, yeah. and it was because of that I was like, wait, I'm I'm writing these scripts. I'm taking a year at a time writing these scripts, mm -hmm. and what am I getting for nothing? So from now on, I'm going to write stuff that I intend to shoot. So that's that's how that kind of came about. Yes, yeah, so, and that's something I'm talking about a lot on the show is you got to be willing to pivot. Yeah. And sometimes that <clears throat> those things force you to have to make that change. Absolutely. You know, I I started producing because I was out I was out picketing during 2007 eight, 2008 during the writer strike at Paramount mm. and I'd written this pilot and some of my friends had read it and I was out walking with a big producer friend of mine and we were, you know, picking and he was like, "Hey, read your read your read your um new pilot, dude. It's fucking dope." He says, you know, have you thought about making that one little like sequence you have in there, like a short or like a whatever? And I was like, no, <laughs> you know. And he was like, I don't know, dude. I think you got something, you know. And I was like, eh. Three months later, we're still fucking picking it. So I was like, hmm. And I remember just like picking it, and it's like the whole room like got quiet, you know, outside. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like the fucking heavens opened That's up amazing. like a TV show, and it was like, you need to be your own boss. Yeah, yeah. You know, stop waiting Absolutely. for Hollywood. And so. Um, my literally, I came home. My neighbor next door was a big um, location manager, and I told her, and she was like, "Oh, you want to go to the location manager's um, expo on Saturday?" Wow. She's like, "I'm not going. Here's like the VIP tickets to blah blah blah." So I went. It's amazing. Took a friend of mine who's a um, production supervisor, and we went. And we were looking around for subway trains because it all took place on a subway train. I was like, "How am I going to find a fucking subway train?" Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? For the money I had at the time, right? Right, and. We were walking around all day, two days, nothing. Everybody's like 10 grand, 15 grand, 12 grand, whatever the yeah. fuck. I was like, fuck. And so um, the day we were leaving, Michael says to me in the production supervisor, he goes, hey, um, is that uh, uh, the Metro way in the corner over there? Somehow we missed it. Every time we walked around, we never, he was this little cubicle like in the corner. And I was like, oh shit. So I beelined over to him. And one of the things that I'm really good at producing is I'm really good at saving money. Yeah. And I just told him my spiel. I was like, look, man, I'm trying to make this blah, 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 blah. I got $1,000. I need it for two days. He was like, like, what? Like, please, you got to be kidding me. And I was like, let me explain. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, help a brother out, blah, 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 blah. Next thing I know, he was like, 
Uh, and I'll do it for you, man. No that's problem. Amazing. So one of the things that I'm always teaching writers and producers is that's when you get their card, you immediately send them an email with the bullet points of everything you guys talked about. Yeah. You know, here's how much we talked about. Here's the days I want it. All that shit. They will forget it. You know what I mean? And make sure that they send you back an okay. You know, because that's your receipt. You know what I mean? I've had okays before, man. We get to the get to the location and it's like, nope. I got all these extras. Got all these extras sitting here. And it's happened like three times on the on the film that's in post production right now. But yeah, no, for sure. I, I'm I'm the same mm-hmm. way. I'm I'm great at selling it like Oh, you know, we're gonna get we're gonna get exposure for your business. You know, we're gonna you know, there's gonna be more people that come to your business. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a restaurant, I got like a sushi restaurant uh, for like I think I got it for like a hundred bucks for like yeah, this production value to that's like good. seven o'clock in the morning. That's great. Yeah, yeah. that's good producing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's a really Coffee good shop for two hundred. <clears throat> uh, Priscilla, uh, Priscilla's mm-hmm. Burbank. Yeah, yep. yeah, they were great. Priscilla's let you shoot there. Yeah. Wow, two hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah. The were, were they still open while you guys had no. to shoot? No, they closed down. They closed for the night, and then once they closed, then we started shooting. Okay, I think it. we finished at 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. it was a yeah. night shoot. Yeah. Got it, yeah. got it, got it. They were amazing. That's that's dope. Yeah, they yeah, were Priscilla's great. is dope. I haven't been there in years. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Great, great people. Yeah, I used yeah. to go there all the time because we used to go to the Bob's Big Boy across the street. Yeah, yeah that's a dope place. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, <clears> yeah, it takes, it, takes, it takes a good... Uh, haggling skills to produce right a lot yeah a lot i can't tell you and and i've been i'd say out of the 20 something projects i've done probably 10 of them i've come in less than a month before about to shoot okay you know to come in and go okay what's wrong all right oh i see it's in the camera department how do you know i was like i'm looking at the budget (laughs) you know what i mean you don't need that you don't need that and you don't need that here's how you could shoot it you know what I mean? You can right. do this, this, and this, and this. Let me speak to the DP. You know what I mean? And I'll get on a call or meet with them, and we'll get together and figure it all out. Next thing I know, they had to lower their money just a little bit. That's amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 that has been like my bread and butter for years. It's just Fantastic. coming in, helping people figure those things out. That's great. You know what I mean? It's a um, good feeling too. It's yeah, a great feeling sure. to, to be like, dude, I got this coffee shop for two hundred bucks tonight. Uh, like that's that's a great feeling. To, yeah, you know. It, it also helped, especially early on, like the first ten projects or so that I did. My husband <clears throat> is um, was like the um, the the president of the neighborhood council in Hollywood. Oh. So every restaurant, building, hotel, he knew the owner to everything. Oh, so I'd be like, babe, I need a hotel or something that's got like a rooftop with a view of the Hollywood thing. He's like, oh, my friend John owns oh, blah, man. blah, blah. And I'd go in with my lookbook and be like, dude, here's what we're doing. He's like, oh, when do you need it? But, oh, yeah, go ahead. Just do, yeah, that's you know, amazing, just, just clean it up. Like, that's all I right, get. Yeah, you know, boom, amazing. we'd be there for two or three days shooting oh. shit. So good. Perfect view, you know, drone shots, like sure. all that shit. That's it, and and so that's what helped. They, I was able to get all that stuff. So people are like, Hill, go to Hilliard, he'll save you money. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I was amazing. like, it helped for a long time. Now I'm like, I don't do those little projects no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you had <laughs> so, to do them. You had to yeah, do them exactly. no other way, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you got a budget? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not just going to use all my favorites. It works. It, it's, it's a lot of effort. It's, it's a lot of effort to email, you know, 150 coffee right. shops and get one or two back and be like, okay. Right. We'll do it for 200 bucks, 250. Right. Yeah. And and it's a lot of work to now you can't use that favorite Priscilla's like that. Right. No. For you sure. got to come back with 2 or 3,000 sure. next time. 100%. You know what I mean? You you that that was one favorite. Yeah. And that's the thing people are like, "Oh, well you were able I heard that you did this." Yeah. Can you do that for me? Yeah. I'm like, "No. 
I can't do yeah. it for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah. was that one-time favor. Same with uh, the guest appearances in, in right. Sex Addict. You know, they they all came in and be like, we really like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. We know you can't afford us. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we know, we know you can't afford us. Right. So, we're, we're, we're willing to do this thing. And I was that's like, right. oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, of course. I can't go back and be like, hey, can you do me another thing for free? <laughs> no. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> you haven't progressed yet? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's what's next for you? What you, what you got going on next? Um, so, I'm finishing up post-production on a rom-com right now. I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um and I've got this this really exciting project. It's a, it's a little it's a little white hot. It's a little <laughs> white hot. It's a, it's a little it's you know depending on what you think. But mm-hmm. I just thought it was so fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the true story of Osama bin Laden mm-hmm. being in love with Whitney Houston. What? This is a fucking true story. Oh, see, that's that's a fascinating, isn't it? I'm blown away by that. Interesting. It's so fascinating. So I'm like, yeah, hmm. I'm so interested. Like, like how many? You know, too soon, too soon. It's right. like we've been doing Hitler for for. Come on, you come do on. Hitler. Come on, we've yeah. been doing Hitler forever. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, I mean, some people on this here and this may disagree, and that's totally fine with you. Sure, you know? sure, that's <clears throat> totally fine. But and it's and and no, and that was I think the balance of it was mm-hmm. like, no, we don't want to make him into a sympathetic character, right? Of course. Um, but just knowing, it's almost it's it's a reverse Great Gatsby is what it is. Okay. Everything he did was for Whitney Houston, and then that that comes from <laughs> that's that comes from his mistress, one of his mistresses, <laughs> who would just. Oh, he was all about Whitney, and I think uh, there was some death threats made on Bobby's life. Really? Yeah. So that was so that's that's what I went to uh, the Stowe Story Labs as a finalist okay. with uh, the pilot script for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, it's a, it's a show. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I think it's like a limited series or yeah, something. Oh, I think dope. it's a limited series. Okay. Uh, pilot script is done, and mm-hmm. I'm really excited <laughs> that with that, and I'm trying to push that right now. That's an interesting premise. I mean, super I don't know who else who. They're, they're, I'm sure there'd be a lot of people like, oh, I don't want to see that. But I mean, it's something. There'd be a lot of people that do I'm. Like I'm interested yes. just because I like different points of views. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not negating what he did and the evil person well, yeah, he was you, you or have, none of that. Right. You have all these <clears throat> Netflix series mm-hmm. and movies that are biopics on right. all these. Halston wasn't a great guy. Right. You, know, you have all these horrible. <laughs> right. You know. I think they did a they did a Genghis Khan movie. Right. You know. He did a lot of horrible <laughs> things. Right. So. Right. So yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of what I'm pushing right now, and then um, is that something you want to star in, or you want to? I do. I want to. I want to play the man. Mm, I, I want to play the guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was taller than me, but <laughs> I tell you, you look like you kind of tall too. What you... I'm six foot. I'm six foot. Oh, okay. I think. I think. Uh-huh. He, I don't remember how tall he was. I think right. six three, six four, something like. that. Oh, please. Yeah. TV. Yeah. Come right. On, right. <laughs> we'll get Hire a bunch of actors. Actors are just a little bit yeah, shorter yeah, yeah. than you. Uh, get you some lifts. I mean, ideally, <laughs> ideally, yeah, I would like to to star on it, but star in it, but. Uh, can you speak the language? Uh, so no. So he was speaking. Uh, he had a heavy accent. I remember when he spoke in English. Uh, did he? Ha- I don't think he ever spoke in English. Did he? Yeah, I feel like I've heard him in English. Really? Speak. Yeah, I feel like I have. Okay, maybe. I mean, I was young, but I feel like I in my head, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I could be wrong. I didn't look but, into that. Okay. I, look, I so he's he's Saudi, so he would right. have spoken at least Arabic and maybe some other. I'm sure he was a pretty intelligent guy. Right. Uh, so I, I'm Persian, so we speak Farsi. Okay. So so they're Arabic, and we speak Farsi. Right. Yeah. Let me say this again: We are not a monolith. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody that thinks that, yeah. like you know, just just listen to the words, guys. I'm not I'm not saying the dude's a good guy or anything like that. Right. I'm definitely 
really bad guy, really terrible guy. But uh, but <laughs> but there's know, a story there. But there's and that's there. why you know, like the the the, the crime, you know, docs and podcasts are blowing mm-hmm. up. It's because people do want to you know understand what's going on in the psyche of right. these individuals. It's interesting with him because he comes from a billion dollar family. So, so he, he was born into money. Yes, he mm-hmm. gave up the. I mean, he didn't give up the money, but he gave up. You know the mansions and, mm-hmm. a, and a life of luxury and, and all these women. He still had the women, by the way. <laughs> to, to go, he went down to two or three instead yeah, of yeah, twenty. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went to go. You know, hide in the hills of like you know in, in Pakistan and stuff yeah. like that. So that's an interesting thing for me, mm-hmm. uh, just to be like, why would somebody give up that life to go into the life of evading like U.S. forces and. You know, and he was he was wanted way before that. Oh, yeah. He was wanted he was wanted way before nine eleven mm-hmm. happened. He's he's murdered more Muslims than anybody else, actually. So uh, so it's just fascinating to me, and the, the whole you know being infatuated with Whitney Houston, which is that's the part that I'm argu- off yeah, of arguably me. the most you know symbolically American thing there is to, to mm-hmm. me, and I'm a huge Whitney Houston fan. I mean, mm-hmm. Did he ever meet her or anything he, of that did nature? Did he ever meet her? Yeah. No. Okay. No. No, but he he did want to assassinate Bobby Brown. Really? Yeah. Wow, he was like that jealous. Yeah. That no, he, that's he interesting. would say yeah, he would say like he he wanted to to bring her back and make her into a good woman and her her mind's poisoned really? and stuff with all that American stuff. So yeah, wow. it's just it's fascinating. It's just a fascinating story. So like I don't know why we don't have that. I story think it's fascinating. See now yeah. the more I hear it, the yeah. more and more I think it's oh, yeah. fascinating. There's so much meat to it. There's so right. much meat. Now I'm retelling the story as if everything he did mm-hmm. was for Whitney. So it's like that reverse great Gatsby. Right. Which you know I'm taking creative you liberties. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Um and that's the thing I tell people when you're writing a biopic and I've written probably twelve of them. Yeah. It is really, really important yeah. to have a license. You have to. For sure. You were not there. Absolutely. You don't know what was said. Yeah, and it's a comedy you know? at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. If if your boy could do the Hitler one with the oh, joke. Oh, for sure. For sure. Jojo Rabbit, whatever. Yeah. Fuck that. You can 100%. do that. 100%. I'm sorry. Hitler killed I'm a sorry. lot more people than that guy. Did. I'm sorry. And he was likable in that fucking movie. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on. Come yeah. on. Come on. Yeah. So, uh so yeah, that, that's that's kind of what I'm pushing right now. I'm, I'm talking with investors on on some other projects. I got this rated R comedy that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm rewriting the third act, <laughs> and I have a, a the series that I had the Lucas Brothers attached. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I really really want to do. That's like a sandbox to kind of just go wild and, and just do crazy. I stuff. was just gonna say. So one of my friends had posted the other day about. Um, um, you know, uh, writers, you know, posting their log lines and shit on 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 Twitter and whatnot or yeah. Facebook or whatever. And he didn't understand, like, why they do it. And I was like, for me, it doesn't really bother me at all that writers do that. And I was like, sometimes, you know, writers need to do whatever they can to get their faces out there sure. to grab someone's attention. And, and, and I don't do it, but I don't have to anymore. So right. I understand that. Yeah. But, but I also understand that some people have the need to, you know, hey, guys, what do you think about this thing? Am I on the right track? Like, I mean, I think it depends on what spirit it's coming from. Yeah. And and I said, um, like, like you just pitched that pretty well, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. I haven't worked on the pitch, so. But but because <laughs> you know the story. Right, yeah, yeah. Right? So you were just telling me, yeah. you know, the, the, some of the some of the great moments in there, sure. which I was like, oh, that's great. And um, – some people would, would listen to this and go, well, why did he even pitch that? You know, somebody else could steal it. Nobody's yeah. going to do it the way you're going to do it. Yeah. That's what I've learned. Right. 
execution, yeah. right? Nobody's going to do it from your point of view. Sure. So fuck it. They can have the idea all they want. Yeah. They won't be able to do it the way you will. Yeah. That's no, the key. Absolutely. Not with that humor that I know you have. Yeah. They're not going to be able to do it. Well, let's hope not. They're not. <laughs> They're not. Yeah. It, it, but see, that that's the difference between, you know, emerging newer writers who yeah. don't quite understand sure. and people who've been in this business for a long time. One of the things we know is we could all do the same log line and yours is going to be from a more, you know, dark, you know, comedy point of view. Yeah. Mine might be very, you know, uh, 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 like I said, from that underdog point of sure. view and I might make it more horror, yeah. whatever the fuck, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So it's going to be, the premise might still be there. Right. But the whole sh the characters are going to be different, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. All that. So Definitely. that's what's going to make it different. Absolutely. And that's why I don't ever worry about if somebody knows what the fuck I'm writing. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, and I've fielded those like questions, and I'm, I'm not. I don't know. Like I'm, I act too, mm -hmm. but I, I, <laughs> I get. To be honest, I, I don't think I'm much of a extrovert, so I, I get annoyed when people are just throwing it constantly in your right. face. Um, but you know, people are desperate. Sure. And and, sure. and that's and that's understandable. It's it's an industry where everybody's kind of desperate for the most part. Right. You know, there's a lot of people trying to make it. So so I understand it. And I think yeah. I did put I probably I don't know if I put a log line on Twitter. I don't know if I have. It didn't, and see, to, I'm yeah. I'm just saying that I've never heard that story ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's such a whether, whether it's out there or not. All I'm saying is knowing what I know about you in this yeah. last hour or so we've been talking. I don't see anybody writing it like that. Sure. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? No. Somebody else might go, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. It's going to be this fucking, you know, bodyguard type of shit or whatever the fuck. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's there's, not going to be. by the way, there's the bodyguard <laughs> reference and that, that's his favorite film. Oh, that's hilarious. That's his favorite film in the, in, in the pilot. <laughs> and he just, he's got that VHS cover that's chipped away, you know, that <laughs> that box art. And he just, it's a shrine that he keeps. <laughs> oh, man. It, it gets a little inappropriate with that box art. but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's yeah. hilarious anyway yeah well thanks man I appreciate you coming on well, hanging with me thank you so much for having me I really appreciate getting, it getting to know you a little bit yeah, dude so amazing awesome time. yeah thank dude you. I'm always like I said trying to reach out to you know uh, uh, I hate to call people newer baby sure, no, emerging no, no. whatever yeah. the fuck but just other writers you know yeah. to catch up with you guys see what you guys are doing you know we have thousands of people listen to the show it's amazing so you know what I mean somebody else might get a chance to meet you you know sure and and definitely keep yourself out there on, on, on Twitter and all these other places gotta, let people know do more Twitter I don't I, I'm horrible at it too I'm trust horrible. me I should have 20, 30 thousand yeah. people on my thing you know I just <laughs> I just don't have the time. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Oh, that's good. It's yeah. good that you don't have the time. No. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? On Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Where are you? Uh, Instagram is not the real Amir Mo. Not the rear, real Amir Mo? Yeah. A-M-I-R? Yeah. M-O? Yeah. Okay. Not the real Amir Mo because sometimes I question if I am the real Amir Mo. <laughs> um, and for everything else, Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff, uh, it's Amir Mo wins. Amir Mo. Amir will Mo wins. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like awesome. uh, Mortal Kombat <clears throat> reference. <laughs> Film was disappointing, man. <laughs> did you see the new one? I did. I did. I was really excited I for it, man. I, I, can't. I uh, uh, it's a little heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hill. I say Twitter like I'm cool. Um, <clears throat> on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You can find me on uh, Instagram. Uh, fucking clubhouse. I always say fucking clubhouse. Um, at Hilliard Guest, you guys can follow the show. Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Any questions? Screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. 
please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you guys listen to. We're all over the world. We're everywhere. You can find us very easily. <clears throat> um, hopefully, we'll see Chris and them in the next few weeks. Um, I kind of forgot I'm going to be gone next week, too. Shit. Um, but yeah, we'll be back soon. A lot of shit going on. <sighs> yeah, Lisa will be back soon. Lots of good shit going on. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, sorry, my mind is scattered today. Um, anyway, you guys know how we don't do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it Wakanda forever. Peace, y'all. Well, I'm going to say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rant room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. This episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by the Tyrota Finish Line Social Impact Script Competition. It's back for a second year in a row. The competition will again celebrate film and television scripts that seek to raise awareness and inspire change regarding urgent issues with critical relevance across our society now, such as racial, gender, or economic inequality, climate change, drug addiction, the broken foster care system, gun violence, and much more. The competition especially encourages submissions from historically underrepresented writers. The Tyrota Finish Line Script Competition runs from January 18th through June 10th. Please go to Film Freeway and learn how to submit your script.